0: As of February 9th, 2020, it's been my favorite thing of being a podcaster. It was designed as an archive of the people who I have loved, honored, and respected from months to years. It's been something that's allowed me to grow, show myself at my best. With that said, welcome to roaming around Black Lions Domain. I hope you like who's about to come on. I know I do. Parental discretion is advised. I understand that there are listeners that who may have children under the age of 13 years old listening to this show. Be forewarned that there could be slight to a lot of cussing on this show. Thanks a lot. Bye. (laughs) Oh, man. Mm, mm, mm. All right, kids. I'm sorry. Technical difficulties are a woof woof. Uh, for some odd reason, my connection got busted up. <laughs> you guys you start paying your bills, man. Come on. What's going on? <laughs> Dude, this has been a constant problem for over a year. Mm-hmm. Oh, my God. It's like when I'm getting to the good part of a story, it don't matter if it's from you or whomever or myself, all of a sudden, something happens where I get frozen or they get frozen or whatever. It's not just me, it's my guests too. So technology overall, get your stuff together. Thank you very much. Now <laughs> God knows what happened. But we progress on anyway. All right. So we were talking about somewhat podcasting a little bit. Before we get back to that, how did you get into the pro wrestling, pal? Uh,
1: I think it's pretty much just like everybody else did. Uh, I grew up watching it uh, back into, uh, I'd say, probably early 90s. Uh, got into it when I was about six, seven, eight. that era. Uh, years old, and first saw uh, uh, what was it WrestleMania six, I believe, or seven, seven. Excuse me, uh, which was from LA, and it was main evented by uh, S- uh, Sergeant Slaughter and Hulk Hogan, uh, with an uh, undercard of Savage and Warrior in a retirement match, and. I just saw You saw the glitz and the glamour of the whole event. Uh, and then I realized, I'm like, oh, crap. This is actually, you know, you can watch it on Saturday mornings. So picked it up on Saturday mornings. My brother, let's see, it's six. No, he wasn't old enough to really understand it. There's a 3 years difference between me and my middle brother. And we grew up wrestling fans. We grew up uh, emulating these wrestlers. We had those pillow pets or pillow buddies or whatever you want to call them. And we, they were our tag team partners. And we always would wrestle whenever our parents would leave the house or go outside or whatever the case may be. And, you know, and be, emulate these guys like a Warrior, Hogan, or Savage, or whatever. It, you just fall in love with the wrestling. Uh, and then it's something that, oh, okay, we're going to outgrow. We're going to outgrow. Well, I've been saying it. it's going to be, I was going to outgrow for the last, uh, less about 20 or 25 years and it hasn't worked yet so <laughs> uh, so but no you just fall in love with it and it's you become to have you can become a parent uh husband brother whatever the case may be and you kind of pass it on to them and uh you know my my brothers aren't as big into it as i am but you know now my son's starting to get into it a lot more he's starting to get his figures and he's Gets his rings and all that stuff, and you know, kind of hand hand down the figures that I had. The ones that I don't want, of course, that I can you know I can open up to him and have him play with them just like I did. But I, I think at that time, you know, starting in the early '90s, there it was it wasn't cool to be a wrestling fan. uh Whether you're wherever you were, especially growing up in the Northeast like I did. I really wasn't exposed to a lot of the great wrestling that I know now that was uh, WCW, NWA, darn, down in the uh, Carolinas and what have you. Uh, now I'm going back and watching all of these great stuff uh, from the early 80s, either previous to what I, when I was born or right around the years I was born. But, uh, you know, it's, uh, it's one of those things that like we were talking about before we started recording. Is especially with this pandemic era, with professional sports, whether it be football, basketball, hockey, baseball, whatever. Whether they play or not, it doesn't matter to me because at the end of the day, there's professional wrestling, and whether they're performing in front of a hundred fans or no fans, uh, you still, you you still are affected by it. You still. Forget about the everyday BS that you have to worry about when you go outside your, your home, apartment, whatever the case may be, and you go to work and there's a whole other set of issues that you had to deal with. But when you're in front of that TV or computer screen or whatever, for those or five hours, whatever the case may be, whatever show you're watching, you forget about life for a little while. And there's no, to me anyways, there's no other source of entertainment. There's no other sort, sorts of athletic uh, athletics that do that, for me anyways. Uh, yeah, obviously, there's, there's some people out there that may think differently. Uh, but yeah, it is what it is. You like what you like, and I think that is making who – a lot of people are now, whether they be in podcasting or broadcast or, you know, you know, w- journalist or whatever the case may be.
0: I agree wholeheartedly. And pro wrestling, I've always said this without it, it is not an actual podcast of mine because this thing. Had given me the platform to become a podcaster. You, the likes of you, uh, the visionaries, had the uh, Brainbuster Radio, had the Courtney Summers, uh, and so many others. Oh, the Dragons Den girls, uh, them too. Yeah. Uh, all of you, because you saw how passionate I was about wrestling and other things in life, you all chimed in and said. Go and become a podcaster. And I said, okay, I'll go and do it.
1: Eventually <laughs>
0: I did. Yeah. Especially uh, one dear Graham, who I've, always, I've beaten this story to death already. But, hey, I don't mind giving cliff notes. So my background, ladies and gentlemen, if you do not know this and you have not really listened to Roaming Around or General BLA, So roughly two years ago, On the uh, 16th of, I believe, 2019, in June, I literally went on the Badlands podcast and I announced that I was a podcaster after maybe about less than a week's worth of contemplation because Graham from the Visionaries Network, now Global Media, said the words, my five-year-old son can do this, so can you. You got a week to get this done. I said, all right, all right, I will become a podcaster. And I made that known on Badlands, all right, Graham, You want me to become a podcaster? Here I am, basically, in Cliff Notes version. And I have not regretted it since. I've put out, Jesus Christ, nearly 300 episodes of this crazy show right now. In nearly two years. And roaming around has been around now less than a month away from a year. Oh, man, the people that have come on this show, it's been, like, a different array of heads, from podcasters to general writers, uh, CEOs, retirees, uh, and the list goes on and on. I've done so many of these things, but my brain is kind of, like, farting, like, what titles they've had. Yeah. (laughs) but now it's feeling like it's coming full circle because of the likes of the uh, <clears throat> Pro Wrestling Shoot and Devoid Podcast kids coming on and sitting with me at the request of Graham or Conrad. I feel like now I'm a veteran, in a sense, and I'm trying my best to help these kids out who have always been around for like... All right, uh, D Void I believe has been around now like fourteen episodes, whereas uh, Pro Wrestling Shoot now has been around like maybe over thirty, maybe. Oh man, I feel like one of these uh older guys that just these kids can look up to and respect and. They want me on their shows respectively. Now it's about trying to get me on (laughs) so we can do the the, uh, wrestling talk. But I feel like it's an honor to have even outlasted some of my biggest influences that we have known these past some odd years. I'm in awe that I'm still talking pro wrestling to some degrees or another knowing how i felt about wrestling and uh trying to find my joy and i've said this time and again for the past few months that my wrestle joy if you want to use that term <laughs> hello amy and andy uh Nimity. i hope you are doing well if you are listening to this uh my russell joy now is having the likes of you uh the kids that i mentioned earlier the MGBs, the Matt Willis's, the Mags's, the Congress, whoever decides to give me a blessing to be on, listen to their stories. Because I feel like their joy basically is my joy. Your joy is my joy. And I want to share that with the world on my end. Yeah, now, no doubt. Yeah, no doubt about that, yeah. Now, where will my general wrestling fandom go? Only the universe knows. I really don't know. I'm going to try and hash out in a 19 days time with that uh, live GCW show that's 24 hours, I believe, mm-hmm. from what I'm understanding. Yeah. So I'm going to try and get from 8 a.m. On January 30th Which is my birthday by the way there you uh, go. To 8pm That same day I don't know if I can really Sit through 24 whole hours Of wrestling that, I didn't say this When I actually did the uh, Fight Forever promo That I did mm-hmm. Excuse me uh, When I first Heard about this Legit I said oh my god God, this is almost like waiting for the Avengers to come out, the newest Avengers. For some odd reason, movie theaters think that they have to have people sit in a theater, watch the entire Marvel cinematic universe to get to the point of the current Avengers for over days. And I said to myself, oh my God, how are people not trying to get any sleep? I know some people in our community, they were jumping up and down like little kids on sugar. They said, oh my God, that's the greatest thing ever. I said, oh no, (laughs) no, no." originally. But then I shut myself up and I said, look at it from their point of view. Remember, you got a five-year-old and your child and you, you, if you were at that age, and you heard that there was wrestling for 24 hours. You'd be doing the same thing. So let their joy be your joy. And I said, all right, all right, let's do this. Let's see what GCW has in offer. And I'm wondering if Fight Forever will be like in the lines of uh, The Collective, those uh, WrestleMania-esque shows that they always do whenever the Empire actually goes wherever they got to go and they follow suit. I would love that, but I'm thinking Fight Forever is going to basically be like one entire show where it's just like constant wrestling. <laughs> and somehow, way, these guys and girls are not getting any sleep. Oh, man, but I'm looking forward to it, and it's all right. It sounds like a fun challenge. We'll see where that goes. Uh, RJ, do you plan on trying to watch any of that stuff? <laughs> <laughs> uh live probably not uh just
1: probably simply because the uh just being so long it, it's you can watch a lot of it or follow along with it online and uh just the fact too that i'm i, I get up to work uh between you know four and four thirty in the morning every day so uh, it's sometimes hard to <laughs> to do that, but uh, when your body's so used to doing that and you're up at seven or whatever the case may be, uh, it's hard to watch some of this stuff, but now that the, the way the technology is, you can watch it all secondhand. it doesn't you can you know it doesn't make any difference.
0: right, right. I've been so used to my current work schedule. For so long now, it's almost like second nature to just wake up, like, 1.30 or 2.30 in the morning and then go from there and hold out until, like, maybe 5.30 or 6 so I can be at work for 7. Right. Hit it right on the head. And I'm one And in... Okay, let me try to reframe it to myself. Okay. I'm wondering how in the world... I'm going to try to really do this. It's not that I don't believe I can. I can sit through wrestling. I still like it to degrees. But there has to be points where I can go use the bathroom and get some sleep because I cannot do a full 24 hours. I'm willing to help promote it the best way I can. And if Brett Lauderdale or anybody from GCW is listening, I pray that you are. (laughs) I would actually be honored to feature some of the talent or Brett himself on this podcast to promote that show. I would gladly do it because GCW was one of those brands that I really could not really urinate on, but literally they produced Bloodsport Mm -hmm. Bloodsport. I've said it for the past two or three years, has been the best pro wrestling show on the planet. For me, it beat out WrestleMania and it beat out Wrestle Kingdom every single year from 2018 all the way through now. And because it was not like those other two shows where it felt like it was just straight up wrestling. What made Blood Sport? very special was the fact that it had no storylines the best fighters in the general wrestling world were actually a part of this like straight up fighters not straight up pro wrestlers and the fact that they even had legit MMA fighters ranging from uh, Dan the Beast Severn to Frank Mir I think helped that entire brand kick off and fulfilled a lifelong uh, dream of mine wanting to see these guys at least compete once or twice because only God knows how long that their bodies would be able to still go. Like they were able to 10 to 20 years ago. And I remember being in awe of uh, Severn and me live and I said wow, they, they look great for their ages and they could still go, plus them both. So I'm hoping this coming tour on the 29th is kind of Bloodsport esque or collective esque, but if not I'm not going to knock it because GCW knows how to produce Wrestling that can catch my eyes and keep me going for a while. All right, kids. Well, let's see. What else can I ask RJ in the wrestling world? Okay, RJ, I got something for you in the wrestling world before we move back to podcasting. Can you give me a top three list of wrestlers? Currently or all-time? Anything you want, my friend. I'll well, I'll give you both. I'll give you both. All right. Uh, the That's currently uh the best
1: three wrestlers in the world, uh in no particular order.
0: Ah, <laughs> great. Uh
1: because I, I'll get I'll get land based on Twitter for it, but whatever. I wouldn't be the first time. Uh it's going to be from three different promotions, believe it or not. Uh, Alright, sort
0: of uh, I did this with the uh Devoid kids yesterday, go ahead,
1: let it rock Gonna be, start with the phenomenal one, AJ Styles
0: Ooh,
1: yeah, you're and talking they, about Zachary Shago right now, go ahead They go into a man that he knows very well in Kazuska Okada, out of New Japan Pro Wrestling Ooh.
0: Oh, you're speaking to one uh, Dave Coco from Japan There you go, uh, Gun. And then and then last but certainly not
1: least, one Mr. Cody Rhodes from AEW. Ah! The <laughs> Cody, I there's a story behind it, let me tell you.
0: No, I'm not laughing at you uh saying uh oh, Cody okay. Rhodes. I'm laughing at the reaction of one Matt Willis right now because this is the <laughs> second roaming around that somebody actually mentioned the name Cody Rhodes, and Matt Willis has made this known that he cannot stand Cody for the love of him.
1: Well, he Go can, come, he can come into my DMs anytime, Matt. You, you know where to get to me. But my thought process behind it, and I'm sure Matt will. He may not like it, but he'll respect it. Is Cody basically gr- gr- uh, grew up in this business between his father, Dusty Rhodes, and WCW, NWA. Uh, his brother in WWF and WCW. He knows this business. He's legitimately one of the best, was one of the best amateur wrestlers in the state of Georgia when he was in high school. Could have went collegiately. I I can't remember if he did or not. But the brass cojones on him (laughs) to start his own company with the likes of the Young Bucks, Kenny Omega, and it also helps with a very <laughs> well-to-do financial backing from the Khan family helps out too. But he cannot only talk, but he can back it up in the ring. Uh, he has a very good social media following online, which... Sometimes could be good or bad, depending on the, which way you look at it.
0: True. Uh,
1: and he's very humbled. And like I said, I'm, I've met him personally once, so I, I can't, you know, obviously speak for him outside the ring, outside of meet and greets and stuff like that. Uh, but he, you look at a promotion and – He is the face of AEW, just like Okada is the face of New Japan. AJ Styles is the face of WWE. When you, like I said, when you think best wrestlers, these are some of the most in shape people in the world. Kazucho Okada, in my opinion, has the best dropkick of all time. He, I forgot who I was talking to about it, but then I go back to when I interviewed uh, Ziggy Dice, is when you can do the airport test, basically the you, if uh, talent walks through the airport and if you don't get noticed, then you're not over. Cody Rhodes, Kazucho Okada, and AJ Styles walks through an airport. It's like a bad joke, but... All three of them are going to get noticed. All three of them are going to have people coming up to him asking for uh, autographs. I guarantee you. But with Cody Rhodes, I'll go back to that so Matt Wills doesn't, you know, you know start, you know, going off on a handle, but he I when his music hits wherever he is, it's the biggest pop outside of, you know, everybody singing singing along with Chris Jericho. And it just blows my mind how he's not into the conversation of the best all-around talent, the best workers, because the problem that you run into then is you have to separate sports uh, wrestling and sports entertainers. Because... You get to the point where, especially with WWE, it's entertainment. They've said that AEW says it's entertainment. Uh, you know, New Japan could be the only pure wrestling company out there, but it, it's all. You ask me again tomorrow, I'll probably have a different three to be honest with you. But uh, those are my three currently. All time, uh, you have. Uh, you can't. You can't help but put you know rick flair on that can't help but put uh Shawn michaels on that and even Bret hart uh, for the best workers of all time
0: oh yes i can respect that list
1: and and from three different eras well sort of because sean went later on his career came back but uh you you know what let me take sean out of that i'm gonna take sean out of that i'm gonna put uh I'm going to put Kurt, Ang- Kurt Angle in that list instead of Kurt, instead of Shawn Michaels. Uh, guys that grew up in the, you know, you have Ric Flair that grew up in Minnesota and trained with, uh, I believe it was the Vern Gagne or Ghana, Gagne, and just got the crap beat out of him, literally. Got stretched, and obviously, when you think of being stretched, you think of the heart dungeon, and that goes into Bret Hart, and then Kurt Angle being the Olympic gold medal city is, and you get that backing of it, you know you get that extra little something behind them, like I said, it, it, honestly, it comes down to two things: personal preference and who you're a fan of, because it's, you know, it becomes repetitive after a while, because you could, I could name three more guys, I could, you could put Stone Cold, Eddie Guerrero, and and the Undertaker on the same list. You had the Badlands podcast with Mags and Paul. They constantly do that, and it's you have so many different possibilities for that, which, which makes it good because it makes you think it makes you, you know, have the discussion like we're having now about this, but I would put up any type of match that you have with any of these six guys that I mentioned against anything else. Uh, And then you can even, I'll even do you one better. I'll even do three, all time women and three current women too. Ooh,
0: um, okay. This is the first on my show, kids. Go
1: ahead. All time, you can't. All time, three of the best women's wrestlers of all time, in my opinion. You have, oh uh, crap! I had to, I had a brain, brain fart for a second. All uh, right, you have Mickey James, Trish Stratus, and and uh victoria okay three different styles three different types of wrestling they also you have to take into account at that time they were transcending the women's wrestling at that time when you think uh, you know wrestling women's wrestling at that time is all the bra and panties crap and you know 5 minute matches not even and 2 minute matches and you're you're in you're out whatever giving it towards today's women you, you can't help but you, you have a people I'm probably going to get you know heat for this but Charlotte's probably the most athletically gifted wrestlers in the business Male or female. Oh, wow. The stuff that she does and can do, there's nobody else that can do that. Nobody else can do that. I and agree. The problem that she gets, and a lot of people, I'll argue this to the end of time, the only reason why people give her slack is because of her last name. They don't go into these matches. They don't go into what she does with an open mind. They just label her, label her right away because she's Ric Flair's daughter.
0: I'll, and, do, I'll take I, that a little bit further in a few sure. seconds. But I, and I think
1: she's gotten to that point now where I hate to say this because I'm a huge Ric Flair, Mark. But Ric Flair is turning into Charlotte Flair's dad. <laughs> she's no longer, she's no longer Ric Flair's daughter. And like her or not, she is up on that pedestal, that Mount Rushmore women's wrestling and taking it to that next level. And now you're starting to see younger, younger women coming in and she's doing the same for them that it, the likes of Trish or Lita or Victoria or Mickey James have, had done for her. Uh, and then two other ones, I go with somebody that I've interviewed, and I will argue this to the end of time, is Thunder Rosa, Ooh, very, very close to the best, very close to Charlotte as the best physically gifted wrestlers right now of all time, uh, but she's very humbled. She's very, you know, she started in her own promotion at Mission Pro in Texas and all women's promotion. And she is the, she can, she doesn't have, you know, she doesn't have to talk it because her work backs it, backs it up for her. But when she talks, you listen. And she's bringing back to women's wrestling in AEW. Like she may be already signed who knows we don't know she's still. I think she's still under contract with the NWA but she is that type of wrestler that you build your promotion around that you build your division around uh, and lastly but certainly not least I gotta go with uh, a semi hometown not e- northeast hometown girl in uh, Sasha Banks uh, somebody that can talk we know that for a fact she can back it up up in the ring however i just i've always had the hardest time with her the way she's been booked the way she's been been writing been written for Uh, because you can basically interchange i think sasha and charlotte with different runs You know, Charlotte being with Sasha's run and Sasha being in Charlotte's run and still transcending women's wrestling. Uh, I just think I've always been a fan of her because you can tell that she wants it, that she puts in the work day in, day out. She bleeds for this company. She sweats for this company. She cries for this company. And. It's uncomparable with anybody else in wrestling right now, I think, because you get people like her, people like Bailey, that tried to reinvent themselves time and time again and that they fail by the, fall by the wayside. But it's a lot of people say that 2020 was the year of, you know, could be Thunder Rose's year. It, it was. But you can put Bailey up against that as well. Granted, you, know, you can always put the asterisk around, this, uh, around her title reigns because of it had been the COVID era or the pandemic era, whatever. Well, there's no fans, there's no this, there's no that, there's no reaction. Well, there's also social media, guys. People are outraged about this or that, about that or whatever. At the end of the day, Bailey's overcome everything. Sasha's overcome everything. And they c- kept that women's division afloat uh, while Charlotte was gone for when she was sick or hurt or whatever the case may be that uh, happened to her. But, but yeah, they, it's women's wrestling. And I, I, I said this on another show, uh, might have been uh, one of our shows, but Women's wrestling, I'm going to make a very bold statement here again, so people know I'm serious about it, is women's wrestling in 2021 is going to be better than men's wrestling. Mm, Simply for the fact, because you're going to start seeing people, women, from all over the world going into AEW. They're going to elevate AEW's women's division this year. You're going to have people like Chris Stantler in there come back. You're going to have Britt Baker there. You're going to have Thunder Rosa there. Uh, you're going to have uh, Layla Hirsch there. You're going to have Big Swole. Big they there. She, they're, my gut is telling me right now, do not sleep on Big Swole. Because she something special about her uh, that... Not too many people will see have seen, and you're going to see in 21 or 2021. Uh, on that note, too, I I forgot to bring up this uh, uh, lady too was uh, Bianca Belair.
0: Ooh, 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 hello, Bianca Belair. Okay,
1: another another bold prediction for women's wrestling. She will hold two championships this year. She will hold the SmackDown Women's Championship and the Raw Championship. Ooh. she is when you say athletically gifted I've said Charlotte, I've said Sasha I've said Thunder Rosa Bianca Blairs in that same category uh, I, if it wasn't for the fact that they wanted her up on the main roster when she was in NXT she would have ran NXT's women division for years Because she has that that drive that you can't compare to anybody else. That wants to be the best. Not to say anybody else doesn't have that, but she's above and above everybody else, I think.
0: Oh, man. If Bianca Belair was to win those belts, that would be a huge deal for her because she really didn't have anything down neck. axt except for her character and the work ethic mm-hmm. but only god knows what the empire may do all right let me address this uh charlotte flair business real quick sure. all right i think the thing with charlotte is like you said her last name, but it's not because she's Ric Flair's kid completely. I think it's because WWE themselves shot themselves in the foot, reminding people every single Cotton Pick and Week that this is Ric Flair's kid, and it got to the point where people got so tired with it. Me, I was definitely tired with it. I knew she was Ric Flair's kid. I said to the screen one day because I had enough. I said, no, no, no. We get it. We get the effing point. We get it. We get it. We get it. She's Ric Flair's kid, but she's the one of the best wrestlers on your roster. Stop making it known that her dad's a two-time Hall of Famer. Mm-hmm. That is Charlotte's dad. That's Charlotte's dad. What does Ric Flair's name have to do with her besides... The fact that she's his kid. Let us understand Charlotte as a character. Let's build on that, not her family's legacy. And that's why people got real tired real fast. In my point of view, that I'm speaking for myself as well. I know that I really got tired real fast because WWE didn't know how to shut up with it. Right, but, but
1: that's the thing, it's just they try to minimize that, but at the same time, they're <laughs> they're talking about it too much.
0: Got that right. Jesus Christ.
1: Whew.
0: WWE, WWE, you really needed to get your stuff together, and you still kind of have to get your stuff together. And the they, will, they
1: will till the end of the time, man. They really will, and it's uh, – sometimes it's tough to watch it. You know, SmackDown has been a lot better than Raw, obviously. That seems to go without saying now, I guess, because <laughs> people will – it's tough. If I, – I, you try to defend it. I've tried to defend it till the end of time, and I just can't sometimes. So I just – I put it this way. You don't like it, don't watch it. I don't like it, I'm not watching it. I'll, I'll, I'll follow it on Twitter, I'll follow it on YouTube or whatever, and I'll watch the highlights. That's, <laughs> you know, You're I'll,
0: talking I'll, to Graham right there. <laughs>
1: I'll, I'll watch... I couldn't tell you the last time I've watched a full episode of Raw or SmackDown straight through.
0: Oh, let me try to top you on that one though, before we move up back to the podcasting bit. Sure. All right. So the last time I tried to sit through WWE as a whole was uh my god, believe Extreme Rules 2019. It was I last tried summer. Through uh that for The MGB podcast, I tried to sit through that because. No, 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 wait a minute. Yeah, it was definitely Graham involved. Mm -hmm. I think it was, uh, let me see, Good Cop, Bad Cop, I tried to sit through. Or SmackDown, or both, because uh, Matt Willis was out here in America on holiday. Graham needed somebody to be his foil or pseudo Matt for a brief week. I was chosen automatically, and he wanted to briefly talk about Rod. and I said, okay, Graham, I'll do it for you. And lo and behold, that wound up being one of his favorite episodes of all time. And that was for uh, Matt Willis to have me on as a pseudo-Graham when it came time for Graham to vamos for a while. Mm-hmm. And history repeated itself, and we had a good time. All yeah, right, so the podcasting bit, we talked about our experiences with it. What really got you going as far as that was concerned? Uh,
1: it goes back, crap, uh, at this point. It was pretty much listening to a, a podcast that uh, Connor Thompson was doing with something to wrestle with with Bruce Pritchard And the nostalgic feeling that I have for professional wrestling. I was watching wrestling at the time, but I really wasn't really getting too far into the weeds with it. And somebody told me, oh, you can listen to podcasts on Apple and all that. And I'm like, okay, well, I'll give it a t- try. And I uh, searched out wrestling and got in touch with, uh, with that podcast and kind of snowballed from that. I said, you know what, I can do this. And I knew... I didn't want to talk about the current product. I wanted to have some sort of uniqueness to it. I wanted to interview people, and I dived deep into it. I got involved with a uh, indie promotion out here in Rochester and went to shows with that, got involved with a few of the boys over there, had them on the show, and it kind of snowballed from there. Uh, I wanted to strictly stay with independent wrestling because – that's really where the love of professional wrestling started for me and for them, and I wanted to get those stories from them. Uh, and I still do. Uh, every once in a while, I'll have some indie guys on and talk about it. But, uh, and just, like I said, snowball from there. I've had great guys on the show. I've interviewed great guys. I've had a lot of great podcasters on the show. You know, just talk shop. I don't want this to feel like it's something that is very scripted. Very uh, seldomly did I ever have a, a long run sheet for the show. I had bullet points because I, wanted to, I knew I wanted to hit on this, but I was going to try to say it a different way. And I wanted to, I tell everybody, I'm like, hey, let's just call it in the ring, see what happens. And some of the best interviews just happened from that. But now with the new format that we have, is is a lot more. Hey, we're gonna do this, this, and this. We want to back up our opinions with this. Uh, getting a lot more involved with uh, pop culture and sports uh, to get a bigger audience. But at the same time, we're still our niche is professional wrestling because that's what Dave and I, who's my co-host now, is that's what our our love is is professional wrestling. That's what it got us into doing what we're doing. And it's just very humbling that gentlemen like yourself, everybody at the Visionaries Global Media Network, the, uh, and other people that hey, let's go, come on my show. I'm like, oh, okay. Why? Why do you want me on your show? Oh, we want to talk about this. I'm like, oh, okay. I'm like, I, I don't, I don't. How am like, How can I put this? I don't take the. I'm not saying popular, but the popularity of getting on the shows very well because at the end of the day, I'm just you know I'm a wrestling fan, just like you, just like everybody else, and I want I'm doing this for hobby. I'm not making you know enough money to you know quit my shoot job and and just do this, do a we a daily show or something. Uh, Hopefully down the road that'll happen. I doubt it, but at this point, it's you know it's making enough where I can. Start collecting again, start collecting figures, start collecting memorabilia from certain wrestlers that I really want to follow and just meet people such as yourself, like I said, and everybody that I've come across to. I don't want to I don't want to name everybody because first and foremost, we'd be here all day. (laughs) <laughs> Second of all, I, I'd, I'd miss somebody and I'd feel terrible. But you know, just first and foremost, everybody at you know Visionaries uh, Network, uh, Global Media, every single one of them, if it wasn't for them, for you guys, I, I wouldn't be in a position that I am now. I wouldn't be doing the ringside rant for as long as I've had been doing it. Uh, and I, at this point it's been, Christ, probably, I, I, I took a good break there just because I just, you know, it, it just fall out of love with it. You felt like, I felt like it was becoming a job. Uh, I didn't enjoy doing it. So I took about three to four months, five months off there. And then after my grandfather passed last year, he, he always instilled in me that do what you love it may not pay but do what you love do something that you love uh, i'm working to put uh, put a roof over my head and my family's head putting food on the table putting clothes on our backs that's first and foremost secondary obviously is the podcast uh, making you know making stuff off of it but i'm just having fun at the end of the day when it stops being fun that's when you say okay you got to reassess things but all in all, I've been doing this for almost uh, about four years, and I wouldn't change it for anything because I've met so many great people doing this. I've interviewed so many great people while doing this, and I wouldn't I wouldn't change it for for anything. Uh, obviously, social media is a bigger component of that too, but certain times, you know, I. I'll be the first to admit I've made my mistakes online. I've said things I shouldn't have. I've done things I shouldn't have with certain people, and I've paid for that. And I'll probably continue to pay for that because I don't forget things. And at the end of the day, you stay positive. You get that good head on your shoulders because there's always going to be people out there that – are going question, to question you, question what you say, question the podcast that you do, um, question anything and everything that you do. But at the end of the day, if you are comfortable in your own skin and you can look at yourself in the mirror uh, or talk to your co-host or talk to whomever. And you're positive about it, then you're good. Don't. I spent so much time. This is turning into like a Dr. Phil episode. Uh, I've. Spent so much time. Over the last number of years. Since I've been doing the show. Worrying about. How I'm perceived through the show. Uh, How is the show perceived with other people. And. And other individuals have come up to me, DM me on Twitter or Facebook or Instagram or whatever. I can't even remember at this point. So dude, what the hell are you doing? Like, what are you talking about? Dude, you sound like crap. You don't sound like you love it anymore. Be positive, man, lifting me up. And then I've been doing this for so long. So it's just like, okay, stay positive. It. it there's so much negativity in the world now that mm-hmm. you have to overcome. And it, it's it's mind numbing sometimes so if it's one thing you take from you know this whole ramble that i just had but just stay positive yeah, and then try to carry that over to, to the show that i've done the show that i do to the show that i will do with my with my uh host dave uh, going forward just have fun make it the best sounding quality the best content out there that we can possibly do week in and week out and when it starts becoming fun then it's time to hang it up permanently temporarily whatever the case may be because you never say never
0: i hear you i hear you there's been points in time where i truly wondered what is the point of me doing this crazy podcast Mm-hmm. Oh, man, because sometimes there's been points where I would have no lessons, not only no lessons, but when I do put out my content, it feels like some people just straight up ignore it. And mm-hmm. also, I've done like two episodes now where I really went in on this whole entire YouTube situation where it, okay, let me try and reword myself, rewind, kids. I've questioned YouTube two episodes now for their actions regarding the actual YouTubers community. There are certain people, I'm not going to name names, They get thousands to millions of views where they are doing the dumbest things. They could be taking a whiz in a bush, setting it on fire, and that becomes a viral sensation. Whereas somebody like us would put out content about things that we love, things that we hold dear to us, and we only get like five to maybe twenty views. Mm-hmm. I've questioned like, why? Why is Johnny knowing that uh, the urinating on a bush and setting it on fire so appealing? why and then not only that but some of these big time youtubers if you want to use that term correctly they violate youtube's ruling like you cannot have certain footage from tv shows or movies or whatever but they'll show it, like, in a little screen or full screen and don't get any strikes against them. But somebody like an SOS talk or a Rasslin Ranton or a uh, Tyler Coon Williams, people that are in our group or community, they'll do the same thing and then they get strikes against them and get their channels taken away. Almost like that. And I'm looking at this practically almost two years now, and I'm just saying to myself, what's the point of even doing you two if they're going to crucify their chosen, I mean, they're not chosen ones. It's almost kind of like being a pro wrestler in a sense. To some degrees or another, kids, every promotion has their chosen one. The ones that you know are deeply protected, no matter the cost. Like, for example, WWE, their biggest chosen one currently is Roman Reigns. Has been almost 10 years. What irks me about Roman, and I talked about this with a... the devoid kids last night, is not the Roman wrestler. Joanna White is a good wrestler. It's the treatment of the Roman character. He starts off as the enforcer of the shield. He's partnered up with Seth Rollins in a tag team. They hold the tag team titles for a while the shield breaks up and then automatically flown into the world title scene. He was not known for any real big singles matches that were being talked about. Not like his cousin, uh, the rock where Dwayne Johnson at uh, 98, he was already being talked about for his rivalry with uh, Farouk and Ken Shamrock and Triple H, his rivalries with them respectively. And then when he became the world's heavyweight champion, it felt right because he's already been established as a singles competitor who was a champion, defended the belt, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. Whereas Roman, he was mainly seen as a tag team guy and then all of a sudden gifted Uh, world title shot, world title shot, world title shot, to the point where people wanted to vomit. What is going on here? (laughs) But that's my point, kiss What is the point with these companies shoving down our throats their chosen ones, but yet the ones that are legit putting in the work, the ones that are literally... Li- uh, literally dying, putting in their blood, their sweat, their tears, going away from their families, friends, or whatever for X amount of time. Only to be overwritten by people that may not really be putting in effort. They could just be coasted. Mm-hmm. And I've been really contemplating this the past few months, but. Thank God for people like you, the uh, mags, the visionaries, and other folks that knew me or are getting to know me better. Right. You guys just give me a pat on my shoulder and say, that's okay. That's okay. You're doing what you got to do. You're you're actually putting out the content. You still got love for this. You'll be all right. Right. Yeah, that's all. But that's all you got to do. You got to worry about
1: you know everything that you're doing. You have to worry about what you're doing first, and let everything else. Everything else will fall into place. You know you can't worry about what everybody else is doing at any time because when you're doing when you do that, then you're gonna overlook what you're currently doing, and what you're currently doing is what's gonna be affected. They're not gonna be affected because they could care less.
0: <laughs> that's true.
1: You know what I <laughs> mean? Because and. I don't want to use any examples, but you know, other podcasters are—they don't honestly—they don't care what anybody else does. They just concentrate on you, on themselves, and that, thats when the better podcasts come out. That's when the better shows come out. Is when you just sit there and you concentrate on what you have to do for that hour to hour and a half, whatever, uh, whatever length of the show that you do. You worry about that. You know, when you go back and you edit it or l- listen to it again, that's when it matters. You put in the hard work, sooner or later, it's gonna, it's all going to come to the surface. Sooner or later, it's going to.
0: I agree, and that's what keeps me going. And now there's no need to ask you what keeps you going in both wrestling and uh, podcasting, because you nailed it perfectly. And I would recommend people listen to that over again, because... That's the truth. That's what keeps me going. The fact that here we are, you and I respectively, like years experience, somehow, some way, we got through the storm of getting past a year plus. Mm -hmm. We're talking years of experience and the likes of the Devoids and the pro wrestling shoots are looking for homes with people like us. Right. You cannot have told me two years ago when the likes of you, the visionaries' heads, the brain buses and all the rest of them were telling me to go do my podcast that here I'm sitting and kids that are maybe like almost half my age or uh, 10 years younger than me, whatever the case may be, are looking for my home. I would be looking you dead in the eye with my glasses off presently saying, excuse me. Mm. That's happening to me? No way.
1: Yeah,
0: But it has. And now...
1: And it's very t- humbling.
0: Yeah, it's very humbling. Like, I, I am very happy and grateful that not only did they come on my show, but because of the respect I gave them, they want me on theirs. Mm-hmm. And for that, that keeps me going. Take away the, the bull with YouTube and all this other madness. That is my joy. That's my Russell joy, as I touched on earlier. That's what makes me a fan. The fact that all of you guys are still gravitating to me somehow, plus these kids coming up are now wanting advice or whatever, that means more than any views or whatever. Well, I like some views. You can bet your <laughs> rare end. You can bet your rare end. I would love me some views. Thank you very much. It don't matter if it's audio or YouTube, but now, as long as I keep on hitting these roaming rounds, and I got people like you, everybody I've listed in the past, near over hour that we've been talking, Mm -hmm. that makes this all worth the journey. And when we get to my actual two years. Do not be surprised if I'm crying in my own pool of tears, not believing almost every single minute that I've put into this has actually got me to that point. Yeah. Because it feels like somebody else's wet dream. Well, but you
1: guys, you look back on it now, and I just did it, and I did it the other day because I was cleaning up my computer. Figuring out because you know, I needed extra space because we are starting a new po- a new uh, new format and I'm like okay I gotta save space, so I looked I listened to one of the original original interviews that I did and I'm my like, I I am my you may be the same way is you're the biggest credit for yourself and I looked at myself and I thought to myself like man this sounded like garbage <laughs> and it did and it did and it did. And the sound quality was terrible. I didn't have any, any thought process, but went behind it. Uh, and I'm like, now, I, now and then I listen to one of the latest ones we did. And I'm like, sounds better. But there's always, whether you've done it, and this goes for anybody that's listening right now, uh, it doesn't matter if you've been doing it for two months, two years, 10 years, you're always going to be learning something new each and every day that you didn't think that you'd learn. Uh, And especially in podcasting is the technology is changing so frequently that your, your show today is going to be different from the show. You're going to be doing next week and the next week's going to be from that following week. And it's constantly changing, but as a host as a co-host as a blogger as a writer you have to adapt to that uh and take the constructive criticism because i'm not going to call n bad bad uh, comments bad they're constructive because you 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 will learn from them whether you admit to it now or not you'll learn from it
0: uh,
1: and you'll you'll turn it into a positive. You really will. And, Um, yeah.
0: That's absolutely true. And I look at some of these roaming arounds now from the very beginning. And I'm looking back to say to myself, like, I cannot believe who I had on. Not only that, but there are certain things I wish I had did say or now looking at other perspectives I wish I didn't say Mm -hmm. like you uh, it's very humbling to have yourself in an archive for nearly a year and you could testify this and then you listen to yourself and you say oh god I should have really not done that. I really should have done this or whatever. But looking into roaming around season two, I believe that's going to be way better than season one. Because I feel like after season one, I really have grown into this. I have really see why, how... The likes of uh you, uh, the Queen of any Joshi Boy, uh, the other brainbuster heads, the visionaries people. The people that were in our community got the interviews that they did get and were successful at them. It took me some time, but now it feels like not only am I coming mm-hmm. full mm-hmm. circle with uh Some of these kids that want to come on with me. But I'm starting to attract, like, legit pro wrestlers. And I think I'm starting to get uh, some MMA fighters, too. Mm -hmm. And one of them we know very, very well. Uh, RJ, I'm not going to say anybody's name. No, that's fine. (laughs) uh, But we have to reschedule said MMA fighter from the UK. For a different day, because at the time that was supposed to be announced or really produced, my shoot job called me in for what is called mandatory extra time. And when your company tells you to jump, you ask, "How high?" Like, I'll do it. And I'm going to be old, did it, and I made my extra money, and here I am, babes. Now, it's trying to hope that with this schedule change, that I can do roaming around exactly as they come. I get it. I've said this time before, and we're getting almost to the end, kids. Bottom line. Uh, excuse me. I've said this, that our industry of podcasting is like general life. All cards are subject to change. Like, say I had on uh, Kazuchika Okada, correct? Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. Your your number two for one of the best uh, of all time. Right. Say I got him on. For some odd reason, there could be a chance that he could probably be doing something else the day of the recording. So we have to reschedule it. There's been so many times where I've actually had people on Frohming Ground, but we've had to reschedule it because of something else. Great example is uh, Graham, mm-hmm. our beloved Graham. Originally... He was supposed to be one of the very first few that I did do roaming around with. But because of uh, scheduling pre-COVID scheduling, he couldn't do it until the boys' uh, sports seasons, respectively, were over. But then the COVID hit, and I think he wound up being... uh, I think, number four? No, no, the fifth roaming around. I got to believe he was the fifth roaming around with Mason. Mm-hmm. So different circumstances can make for better situations in some sense. But I'm not saying that uh, the COVID was a blessing, kids. I'm not saying that completely. I've urinated on this virus plenty of times. So please if you are new to me or you are still listening, go back in the archives. There's been plenty of episodes where I said this has taken away so much I wanted to do, so many people I wanted to meet. Matter of fact, if the COVID never hit, I was hoping to have gone to New Japan's uh, Russell Dynasty Mm -hmm. at MSG. That was one of my top goals of the year bottom line i didn't care how many people went with me as long as i had some heads around me i would have loved to have had the likes of you the uh, mgbs uh matt Willis and his boo boo chris or whomever sit alongside me and we all just geek out together watching this thing happen but then the COVID hit and that was all she wrote. All right, yeah. So I've already did rant times again about it. So kids, listening to the archives. All right. So now that we've talked to the pro wrestling and the podcasting, I think you've touched upon being a father. No need for me to really ask about that. No, that's you're Leaving a great legacy for your son. And- I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I believe you are, I believe you are, (laughs) because there is a legit love between you two, and it's not just because of the pro wrestling, but I think you've shown that, like, time to get, like, how much your kid means to you, so for me, that's enough proof to leave that uh, subject alone. Sure, that's fine. Uh, Alright, so with that said, it's time to start wrapping up the show, kids. And anybody new to Roaming Around knows... I mean, excuse me. Let's try that again. Anybody that's been a listener of Roaming Around knows that I ask two things towards the end. And re- most recently, I've actually added a third. Uh-oh. So... The first thing, of course, kids, especially you, Graham. I believe you know what's gonna come out my mouth first. What can I do for you going forward, pal? Honestly, man, just, just
1: listen to the listening is um, key right now. Uh, The more ears I get on the uh, prize on the show. The better. Hopefully, it is not like uh, going to the dentist for the ears. Your ears won't bleed too much. Uh, <laughs> but just listen. Just listening to the show, giving me feedback, retweeting the the uh, 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 the posts that I have each and every uh, f- each and every Friday at uh, on Twitter, there uh, on Instagram, all that stuff. Just the sharing of it it goes miles. Uh, that is really all I will ever ask of fellow podcasters. Uh, for me, for for day, for my co-host, uh, just you know, just tell me what you guys like, what you don't like. Uh, I am somebody that has learned to take the constructive criticism very well and not let it affect me too much. <laughs> So okay. just by doing those few things there, we'll, we'll, go, we'll help out so much.
0: Ah, I hear you, pal. And I'll do my absolute best for you because you will, you've always taken care of me. And it's only right and fair that I continue to do so by you. Thank you. All right. Next, what are your hopes for the future?
1: Uh, well, especially with this new format that Dave and I have now, uh, check it out. We, do, we dropped an episode uh, Friday, uh, wherever you get great podcasts. Uh, we're also on Full Press Coverage, fullpresscoverage.com. Uh, we're uh, broadcasting. We're on Full Press Radio Network every Saturday. Uh, Saturday. Saturday is no longer for the boys. Saturday is for the wrestling boys uh, on Full Press Coverage. So check that out as well. Go over and download the app on iOS and Android. Just put in "full press coverage" and it'll pop up. Uh, check it out. Let me know what you think. Let Dave uh, know what you think. He's over at Dave in the QC on Twitter. Uh, just wanting to see where this new this new format will go, seeing where the show will go. Uh, we're setting very high standards. For the show. We want to get this out there. We want to. You know. Become that go to podcast. Because if you don't want to come. That go to podcast. You're doing something wrong. You want to be the best podcast out there. Uh, And you set those goals high. If you hit them. Fantastic. If you don't. Then you got always have something to work for. Uh, But honestly. I want to be doing this for the next six months, for the next year, for the next few years. I want to keep doing this until I can't do it anymore, pretty much.
0: (laughs) (laughs) I hear you. I hear you completely. All right. And the newest thing, kids, is I am asking for my soon-to-be alumni to give me a top three People or recommendations list Do you have a top three right now Or can Or will you Have it ready within maybe the next Two weeks Top three list as far as what goes As far as people Can join me on This show to talk wrestling Or whatever I need guests I I let me
1: think about that, because I can have uh, I, I would really like to hear the uh, your, the boy, the uh, backshaw boys.
0: Uh, come on, Both Bagshaw boys.
1: Both backshaw boys get Mason,
0: and uh,
1: oh, man, that's going to kill me now. <laughs> I, have same, I have the same problem with my kid, and I only have one. I can't remember two. <laughs> Uh, Mason, Mason, yeah, but we just have them on, and uh, once we get to baseball season, we can get uh, Chris McLean over there from Turn a Pair Baseball podcast, uh, talk a little about baseball, talk a little. uh, He's a Mm -hmm. wrestling fan as well, he's grew up, I've had him on my show a couple times, uh, and uh, yeah, just we can also get some, uh, we'll chat off uh, through DM or whatever, we can, I can. Get you some independent uh, wrestlers there too to get you. Oh, get, get you get your, get your going on that too because
0: that'd be awesome. Yeah, definitely. Uh, all right. With that said, kids, it is time to hit the outro. And before we do that, RJ, would you like to plug away your information where people can reach you, uh, Dave, and your show? Sure. Absolutely. I,
1: fantastic. I appreciate it. I appreciate you having me on first and foremost. Uh, it's always good to come on to to shows and just talk shop, man. Uh, but you can head up the uh, show. I run the show's pages on, uh, on Twitter and Instagram uh, at underscore ringside rant. Uh, you can head up my co-host Dave at Dave in the QC on Twitter. Uh, you can check out, like I said, you can hit us up and subscribe across all your major podcasting platforms. Strictly, on, I, We get a lot of feedback off of iTunes and Google, uh, as well as on Spotify. Subscribe, give, me a five, give us a five-star review. Tell us what you like, what you don't like. We appreciate it regardless. Uh, you can check out our merchandise store as well. Uh, we're over at ringsiderant.whatforeapparel.com. Uh, or simply, if you follow us on Twitter, uh, the uh, Linktree link, link is right in the description. If you click on that, that is a one-stop shop for literally every piece of um, social media that we have, merchandise, ways you can get the, the full press coverage app and listen to us there. There's so many different ways you can hear us now. It's unbelievable, man. I, I, I can't imagine... You know, now looking at it five years ago, like, it's unreal. But if you hit that up, like I said, Wolf 4 Apparel, uh, we got great stuff over there. It's that time of the year, folks. It's cold wherever you are, pretty much. Why not support the show with a, a nice hoodie there? We got face masks. We got coffee mugs. We got uh, pretty much the tank top show, to show off the guns, just like Zach does all the time. He's got those huge guns that he uh, that he's sporting over there now, so... <laughs> uh, support, Like I said, just support by that Like I said, if you buy stuff Fantastic, thank you so much But at the end of the day Just the fact that you Take time out of your schedule To listen to myself and Dave Bicker back and forth uh, About professional wrestling About sports or whatever It means the world to, to me and, uh, and to us I don't want to speak for Dave But I'm sure it means the world to him too That You guys are taking time out of your schedule to to listen to us, to go to the social media and interact with us. Um, And lastly, before uh, you close shop for this episode, guys, there's so much negativity in the world now. I wanted to end on a positive note. Love one another. Be there for one another. I always constantly say my DMs are always open. If there is anything troubling you in the world, personally, professionally, drop me a line. We'll talk through it. Don't, you know, end-all be-all is not the answer. Talk it out. Talk to somebody. Talk to me. Talk to Zach. Talk to whomever. Because we're all in this together, one way or another. Stay positive. Love one another. And... Whatever hardship that you're going through right now, just know that we will get through it together, you will get through it, and you'll be a better person for getting through it. so,
0: and a positive out there. And with that said, I cannot end it any better except for listen to the outro, kids, please, like just like R j said. What that said. We're out of here. Take care. Bye. Thank you to my guests for roaming around with me in Black Lions domain. I truly appreciate it. The time was well worth spent. Please follow said person or persons on their social media accounts or email them. Please. Email me at zacshi130 at gmail.com. You can find me on social media as Zachary Shiloh and Black Lion130, respectively, on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter. Also, Listen to this show by multiple means of places like speakers, Spotify, Stitcher, and Apple Pods. I'm sure there's others. I do have a YouTube page. Please subscribe. I am under Zachary Shiloh. Please take care of yourselves and each other. I love you all. Bye.